So thank you for joining us again for our How Are We Still Married podcast. This is episode four with Beth and Ted. Good to have you along for this really crazy journey. Yeah. Since you're still with us, that means that you want to hear more of this uh, craziness. And Nobody can believe us. And believe me, it... It, the story doesn't end with the, with the stuff you've just heard. It, it actually have, doesn't even lose oh a shock God. value. <laughs> no, we've had, that was our first, what, two years? And we now let's had, think how long had we been married by the time we... When we left... We got to Cleveland. 88, 89. We got married in 85. So we've only and talked so now about four years. Cleveland was 89. And so in four years, where all had we lived? And only worked for a few months in each city. Yeah, at least five different cities. So At least five. Yeah. No, no. Now we're on seven. I think that's his number seven, Cleveland. I don't know. Yeah. If you count going back to your mother's attic for uh Well, little, those were two short... months, and sometimes our things didn't last longer <laughs> than two true. months. So that's I think true. that counts. That's it's true. packing and unpacking. So And so that was the first four years, and we've been married 35 years. So there's a lot more tales to oh go. Plus, plus, we're not just going to talk about like our the, chronology. It's no. going to be like how we've uh, been able to... To, to keep and, going. And we had a son. How did that even happen? I, well, I know how that <laughs> happened, but uh, yeah. How, how did... I remember when, it well. When did we find the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That but, poor child. But yeah, yeah. He, he, luckily we didn't drag him around to all these first places like no, this. No, that would short... only have been two and three months, but he would have been a baby. So, But he. But we did drag him around enough. Have you asked him about that? Yeah. Yeah. He, he wasn't happy. He lived in Kansas City, in Houston, Nashville, and LA. So yeah. if you don't count, we'll tell the story later, but we had to have, Beth had to have him born in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, even though Absolute, we were living in LA absolutely. at the time, we His... were living in LA and she wanted to have our well, son yes, born. My mom because of course, was there. Because all the best doctors are in Alabama, not at, not at UCLA Medical Center. <laughs> but my mom was in Alabama. Here, bite on this bullet and we're going to get that Ted, baby out. You know what? All my Alabama family is going to be ready for me to divorce you. And they're going to say, I, I know that doctor. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's old Dr. Jenkins. He all gives right, you that stop, bullet and then stop. he gives you... He takes the plunger and sticks it on their head and pulls them on out. Ted, you're going to be paying there, for it. There my, he is. my aunt Patsy is going to come and snatch you bald head. Oh wait, you already all broke. <laughs> that was that was baby coming out. Pop him the head. Oh, almost grabbed. I, I actually thought he wasn't going to pull Brooks's head off, but we'll tell that story later too because he did use he this, made this, it just fine. This plunger type device, which uh, he had on the top of his yes, head. Yes, that's pulled. normal. That's okay, normal. You just is. didn't know that but at the time when he put his leg up and just like pulled with all his might. That's was a different shaking. story. That's a yeah. different story. Out he comes. Anyway, so <laughs> he didn't come out. Back to they no, to he didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So back to Another our dramatic tale. Story. We're we're now we're now moving to Cleveland. Yeah, for the Beth Albright show. The Beth Albright show on three WE Radio, Cleveland. Yes, um, the best station I ever worked for, and the best boss I ever worked for. So you had a you had a I good. I was sit- super in good shape. You not so much. But see, here's here's the trends. Like I've I've had these jobs then that I've had to leave when I'm doing well at them. Yeah. And I've had to leave them but for you. But a lot of like, women have to leave jobs for their husband all the time. But but if you, we should have had a little caveat in our agreement that if somebody loses their job, that doesn't mean the then the other person has to leave their job in order to go follow. No, them. but the agreement, the overall arching agreement was whoever had the bigger job in the bigger market, and that's what always we stuck to. So Cleveland was much larger than where we had been, double the pay, double the money, double the everything, double the market size, and I was going to be a big star because know, Bob Tech said I was going to be a big star, and he did that. He made me that. But you had twenty four hours a day to look for jobs while I was still working. 
uh, at no, because we jobs. both left that job on the same day. Remember, wow. I told the boss to kiss off, and then I remember you had to walk out because uh, you know the ensuing difficulties. Yeah, yeah. So Very I didn't have time to look for the situation. job, but I had to look for a job. That guy was super abusive. I and know. Then I, got him back, I know. So. I wanted you to get out of there. It's just maybe I don't know that there was less, no other way around that. about working at the same place. Like, yes, like we, we never have. did that again. No. Until, until thought, this, so yeah, I thought that would be. But now we're our own boss. So can yeah. I? Can I can't fire you, and you can't actually fire <laughs> see, me. I have con- the controls are here. I can turn your mic down, so <laughs> I, can, I can mute you. Uh huh. Yeah. I I know that's what you want to do, like daily. Um. So we wound up in Cleveland, and I immediately started doing promotional work. I was out doing autograph signings. I was out with Ozzy Newsom. Um. Bob Tank was a genius. He thought, okay, you're from Alabama. Ozzy Newsom's from Alabama. He'll take you under his wing. And the minute he does, he's a Cleveland Brown and Cleveland's going to love you too. And that's exactly what happened. It was genius. So these days, people probably don't know necessarily who Ozzy Newsom was. He was a big star <clears throat> at the University of Alabama playing football, then went to the Cleveland NFL. Browns and was a big, big NFL, NFL star. star there. And then he opened a car dealership in Cleveland. And so... I did tons of radio broadcasts that. from the car dealership. And then Ozzy was there. And he was one of the people to tell me bye when my, what, four months, four months and my dream job was, was ending. So I got to this great job. Um, Ted became a Kelly girl okay. well, and we, yeah, we so were let, Mr. And Mrs. Albright. So you just, you, just, you just brush over this. Ted became a <laughs> Kelly girl. So unless my somebody... mother was so proud of you though, your dad, not so much. So uh, yeah, we were in Cleveland. <laughs> I couldn't find a job on TV that I had been talking to a couple of the TV stations, but nothing ever really materialized. Well, we weren't it, there long enough for something to materialize. Well, and, it, and it's hard in TV or radio because there's a finite number of places you can actually go. So like in Cleveland, there were four stations at the time, four stage, maybe even three, only three that did news at that time. So unless you can get a job, there's a job open for a reporter at that station and they like you. It's not like, you know, you're, you're an accountant and you can go anywhere. I think if we had been there longer, you would have landed on your feet. Well, probably, but, uh, yeah. But we were at my mom's for Christmas. It was December the 26th. We were at the River Chase Galleria. We were doing shopping the day after Christmas and I got the phone call. And I had, we had beepers at the time. So my beeper buzzed. Bob Tag was sending me a message. The moving trucks had been loaded. We were visiting my mom and we were going to our new house in Cleveland the next day. And he said, I, when I called him back on a payphone, um, he said, I need to tell you some really bad news. I think we're going to be okay. But the station was just sold and I had not even had day one on the air. So the station was sold and that meant they were probably going to clean house and maybe we had six months if we were lucky. And why did we decide to still, I guess, because we were living in your mom's, well, like, oh, like Cleveland's like the the shining city on the hill. It was a big market and that man loved me. Yeah. Well, and we were living in your mom's attic at the time. It's like, okay, we'll go to no, Cleveland we weren't. to a station. We, we, we got the job when I was in the previous city. Yes. Remember? And, okay, I, and right. I quit the I'm job. Too many times in the attic that I'm no, forgetting. No, we never went back to my mother's yeah. after the, the last time, which was before that city. But, yeah. um, but so we had gone straight from the crazy man to Cleveland. Because remember, I, I quit that job yes. um, and, and told him where to stick it. And he cleared his desk off and had a fit and screamed and pulled the phone out of the wall and all the fit that he pitched. And I just straightened my skirt and walked right out. So the, Cleveland was happening. And we went to my mom's to visit her for Christmas. And I got the phone call that the station had been sold. And so we were walking into a mess. Broadcasting is just a freaking mess anyway. Um, but 
now we were walking into a place where our, everything was at risk. And we always lived in all the garden spots of the country. <laughs> Demopolis, Alabama, Meridian, Mississippi, <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. And I, I grew up in Toledo, so I can say that uh, Cleveland is not the garden spot. But uh, you it was know. an interesting city. We 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 rented this old house as like an old duplex, super on, old on Lake Avenue, kind of scary, right across from Lake Erie, basically, in a really yeah. neat neat part of town. But Lake Avenue, the the guy that owned the place lived in the other half of the duplex, and he was like a creepy. But he'd be in our house. Yeah, we. Come home, home and he's like upstairs, like saying, "Oh, I had to do some work." And I he's think like, he was installing cameras. I know. We really felt like that guy was a weirdo, so we ran from the mob and from ghosts straight into a pervert. And we called him next door idiot. Yeah, um, because he was an idiot that lived next door. But it's like you'd come home and there he was, or he was or always he was, in our or house. He would always like, "Oh, you left a little early today," or or right. something. Yeah, and then our cat. Would sit at the front door and they had a cat and they tried to attack each other through the glass. Oh my God. She right. Beef. She threw her. We had a cat se- named Beef, by well, the way. Well, I didn't name so. her Beef. I named her Sooty and Ted <laughs> renamed her Beef for absolutely no reason other than she was the barf in something. Well, the good reason. Her name was Sooty. She had a little black dot on her nose. So we cute like, name, like she'd cute been in the, in the fireplace. But um, she used to throw up a lot when she was young. And so I'd call her the Barfin Beefalo. And that eventually just turned into Beef. And and then she was around when our son was born and, and, you know, he, he just only, he just only her called her beef. Yeah. And we still talk a about cat named beef. We still talk about oh, when beef did and this. And it was and a like, girl. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> she had the cutest name. She always went to the refrigerator and asked me for olives. She'd meow at the refrigerator. I have to throw olives on the floor. I have to de-pimento the olive. Yeah. And then she'd eat that olive up. She just went nuts. Like it was like some sort of catnip, make her roll around on the floor. She was a great cat, but she really hated next door idiot's cat. Yeah. And so she'd slam herself into the beveled glass door trying to get to that cat. And she'd scream, scream. at the top of her lungs. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. so next door idiot was a joy. Um, I think he was a pervert. Uh, remember that I backed out of that long, narrow driveway and, and I knocked my rearview mirror, mirror yeah. off my car. Um, yeah. That, that station didn't last long enough. We went from, I guess it was six months. We went from... January 2nd was my start day and June 4th was the end when they sold the station and every one of us was let go. Every, every single, they turned the station on the satellite. So another, another great odyssey. And, and in that mean, in the meantime, which actually I know it was a sad time, but it's like, I, I had to get out. I couldn't be a (laughs) Kelly girl. Well, Well, you couldn't be Mr. Albright. That was a problem. No, it's not even that as much as. So, you, you know, had I, nothing. I, I, had, I had everything. I know I had done, so I know I had done all these things on television and then I couldn't get a job. And then I go to like a temporary agency where they send me out to to do filings. And uh, <laughs> you should look up Kelly Girl if you don't know what I'm talking about. I guess in the they're 60s temps. and 70s, which isn't how long ago we did this. But no, it was 90. They're, they were like the temps and, and they were they were the Kelly agency. I don't think they called themselves the Kelly Girls at that time. But um, my mother anyway. came up with that suggestion. Ted could be a Kelly hey, girl. And a Kelly girl. Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. you did. Yeah. So. Anyway, that, but you that, went to New York. None of that was fine. Remember? So, yeah. So then I thought, okay, well, Beth's lost her thing. We decided after, you know, well, that, we found that, you out knew, that you knew you were going to lose your job. Four months in, we found out that they were going to let all of us go. The talk show host, the news department, even my news director, my, my program director, Bob Tag, who I loved, 
every one of us were going to be gone. And it was very sad for all of us. And so we thought, all right, we'll both be out of work. Let's move to Los Angeles together. Why not? Yeah. Let's, so we, we started planning on going to LA because, you know. Yeah, two months prior. We had been in New York and did our thing there and thought we should make it in Hollywood. We so, should be in Hollywood. We should be in California. We're Californians. Right. We just weren't born here. And we're here now. How yeah. about that? Mm-hmm. But and that was a long time. We A lot of things between then and now. But so so in that meantime, then I I got into a program at NYU in New York City and disappeared for a month while Beth was six wrapping up weeks. six weeks in New York City. And I had to wrap up alone in at, the saddest time of my life and you weren't there. So I took a film. I got the certificate in film at NYU where you make your own film. A great film called Gus's Weekend, which for Patreon fans, I will put it on oh, our Patreon that's site. A good idea. People can pay. That'll be the first paying Directed audience members to, by Ted to see Gus's Weekend, yes. a, a comedy uh, about a... A, a guy who's down on his luck and uh, a fortune teller that he runs into, but uh, that's that's worth. It's the, a cute film. That's worth the nine ninety nine a month. To, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> to see. I, well, I'll break Gus as we we can in the segments, but anyway. But you, yeah, you still got that good copy of that. Um, but that was your intro into film making, and we thought, okay, we're going to make it big in Hollywood. What I did on my end to prepare to go to L.A. was. I interviewed Dwyer Brown, who had played Kevin Costner's young dad in the movie Field of Dreams, the baseball movie. And Dwyer Brown was from Cleveland. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to tell him we're moving out to L.A. We need any kind of help or direction we can get. And guess what he offered us? He offered us something <laughs> that we ended up calling Spesh. Spesh. Our, new, our new house called Spesh. Well, he so, said it was special. Well, uh, So we had to nickname it Spesh. So... Anyway, after, so after Cleveland, Beth had a sad goodbye, all these flowers and everything. It was terrible. It looked like a funeral. Everybody was sending me flowers. And, and, and I had a job offer to go to another station in town. I was super popular in Cleveland. It was the most popular I had been in radio. But it was a very short time. But I we knew we were moving to L.A. And I had already made these arrangements with Dwyer. And we had packed up our house. And it was time It was time to try something different other than broadcasting. So we drive cross-country with our two cats. But what about Spesh? Well, what so what about... He, well, we have to say what that is. He offered us... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, so he offered us... His girlfriend was going to dance in Russia... Not, I don't know that she was with the Russian ballet, but she was a ballet dancer and she was going to be subletting her tea house, her Japanese tea house for real with paper in the doors Hollywood Hills. in the Hollywood Hills. Well, matter. supposedly it was in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, it was, it, it was a little East. Um, but anyway, uh, she needed a sublet for three months and we needed a place to go. And so we packed up our two cats. Oh, don't forget how I rolled over the tire poppers at a, <laughs> um, yeah. So when you ride over those things that look like, um, shark teeth at, at a parking garage, at a where parking you're not, garage. the way you're not supposed to go, they out. told me to go, they said, they're going to go down for you. And they didn't. So then they replaced all of our tires. My mother thought that was guardian angels giving us new tires. And the car LA. was all loaded for our move yeah. and you pop all four tires. Yep. But yeah, then we did get brand new tires for the drive across country. So, yeah, my mother thought that was good, even though I cried my eyes out. We went to see you graduate in New York. So we drove over to New York. Show my, my film mother at and NYU. I. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we went back to Cleveland and uh, she went back to Alabama and you and I headed out to Hollywood. Driving cross country with our two cats. Petey was our other cat and Beef. Mm-hmm. So Petey and Beef uh, <laughs> rode with us. <laughs> We've each... always had our cats and they, they didn't get along that well. Yeah, well, they were they were kind of funny. We have a picture of them in Denver. Denver, where they're fighting, we, we had to take out. a little break yeah, yeah. on our way out. 
So we, we get to LA, we got there late. It was like the 4th of July or like the day after the 4th of July, something like that. Late at night, we're trying to find, we have this address and this was obviously before Google maps and all this stuff. So yeah, he said it's in the Hollywood Hills. I think we had an idea of what it looked like. Um, but we, we didn't know it was 57 <clears throat> steps up the hill to get to the front door. No, so we, we couldn't find it. We're, it's, it's late at night and there's just like an address and we go to this address and it's just like you see a hillside. And some steps. And ste- yeah, like, is that it? So we get out, yeah, and you climb 57 steps like up from the street. And the doors and the windows were paper. It was, it was, it was like a true a bam- Japanese. The whole place was yeah. made out of bamboo. Yep. Um, it was like no a, air conditioning in the middle of an LA heat wave. And we didn't have a key, uh-uh. but, uh, which I don't know why he was supposed to have left it underneath the mat or something like why that. Why do you need a key when well, it's paper? You can just tear it. Well, so <laughs> I, I remember I had to lift the window off over the kitchen sink and climb through that window because the wind, nothing, nothing locked because it was all made out of bamboo and that paperish bamboo mm-hmm. material. Yep. Um, so sliding, sliding doors, sliding windows, all in paper, just like you'd think of a Japanese tea house. And the reason we called it special, we say that is because he said, oh, it's a very special. Well, he left us a note. It's a very special and place. And he said, you'll love this. It's a very special place. And it was taped up <laughs> on legal paper on the front door. Which turns out what the whole house is made out of is legal paper just yeah. taped, taped <laughs> right. up on the front door. And they left their cats. And we had our cats and we didn't know that oh, her cats right. were going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not good. And nowhere, and, and the washer and dryer were out on the back porch. And they backed up with brown water yeah. in, into the shower. So we stood in questionable brown water while we took our showers. Mm-hmm. Oh, was the shower? The shower, the it shower. wasn't outside, was it? I don't remember that. But The whole place felt like it was outside because it was all paper. Yeah, because there's no way you couldn't lock any kind of doors because they just slid and they could be lifted off. They're like those sliding um, closet mirrored things, you know, that, that lift up. Any, and anybody, burning up. The, oh, we so, were, yeah, we were the, in the cats were panting with their little tongues out in July in yeah in LA in the middle of a heat wave. Both of us no jobs, living in spesh. We had we had twenty five hundred dollars to our name. That was it. Yeah, and that was, that was you know, all the money we had gathered together. This was nineteen ninety, right? Yep. Yeah, summer so of nineteen ninety. No internet that you could look for a job that way. So we'd go get the Hollywood Reporter and just mm-hmm. like look through stuff, and then we'd drive around with our cats during to get the day the air because it was, the cats were dying in there with yep. with the heat. That's the only way we could get cooled off was to drive around in our car. And the bed was only was a futon that <sighs> laid out hard as a rock with the smell of her cats on there. And so then, our cats just pissed the crap out of those beds <laughs> yeah, cats, because they were trying to mark their territory. Our cats decided to pee on. The bed too over and over. Yeah, I'm not sure that uh, and no television. Well, and, no and, nothing. And they had said that it's in the Hollywood Hills, and it was really like Echo sort Park. of near Echo Park. And at that time, <laughs> now Echo Park is kind of a nice part of LA. Mm-hmm. But if anybody knows anything about LA, the uh, hillside around around not. Echo Park no. was not uh, the greatest area. So. Anyway, so <laughs> how do we uh, always wind up in questionable areas everywhere we go? And and so we're in special. It's the middle of summer. Neither of us have jobs. We're looking for things. We can't stay there because it's so damn hot. So we basically lived in our car. Yeah, driving around it and just looking up things in Variety and the Hollywood Reporter to try to find jobs. Every and, morning we go out to get bagels and we'd sit in the car with Hollywood Reporter and Variety and our cats and yeah. bowls of water in the back seat and sit there and try to figure out what in actual hell are we going to do with ourselves. And somehow I don't even remember how it happened. I don't I, either. I found a job as a researcher on the Joker's Wild game show, um, which I was hired for. Uh, so they 
We were thrilled because yeah, it was some sort of income. And it was at CBS Television City, so I got to be in, in the studios where, uh, you know, where all the great stuff happens. Young yeah, and Young and Restless. Restless. Oh my God, you got place. me in and we got to walk around that. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because we were such a... Young and Restless, we didn't even talk about that. Before we got married, that was one of our bonding experiences. We both scheduled all of our classes around the Young and the Restless. And we were actually extras on it one time. We drove out to LA, I think, what, before our Birmingham job? Before the Birmingham job. We had three weeks between Birmingham and Meridian. We got moved. We threw our stuff in our apartment and we thought, you know what? We've got three weeks before we start work. We had a tiny bit. And I mean, like probably a thousand dollars in our pockets. We thought, why don't we drive clear across the country and go see what LA looks like? And, and they needed extras for, the, for, for Danny, Danny Bonaducci. No, not Bonaducci. Yeah, Romalotti. Yeah, Romalotti. Not, not Bonaducci. <laughs> what was his real name? That was Danny. Some, I don't know. Daniel something. It wasn't Danny Bonaducci. No. Yeah, but so, so the Danny on the young and the restless was a singer and they needed extras for his concert the it's okay to say no it's concert. okay to say no yeah it was oh all the God. nancy reagan years and that was in 1987 yeah and so all that we could think of was we've got to live out here someday oh my god we got on the young and the restless and then they loved how we were being such great extras and so they moved us up to the edge of the stage of the concert and i counted i was in eight cutaways <laughs> holy crap i was on a soap opera yeah i was in la and i thought it can't end all the way driving back home i thought it can't end it can't end it can't well, end i was convincing you that we need you always for some reason felt like you had to be in alabama my it's mom like was there there's a is big there a world theme out here there do you there's, understand there's where like, my mom is yeah but but that's that was one of the reasons I wanted to drive out there. Then he's like, "We, I got to show you. There's there's more to life than Meridian LA. or I was Demopolis." Blown. I yeah. loved New York, but it was it had nothing on L.A. Hollywood in L.A. was just oh my god! Yeah, it still the, makes me excited. Just being around the studios, and then and then just me being there in uh, you know the CBS Television City. And Joker's Wild. It was Didn't the, we take some things off the Young and the Restless set? Uh, yeah, we we had some Jabot, Jabot perfu- perfume and cosmetics, and yeah, yes. I don't even know where that stuff is now. No, but, but we, I'm sure it's. Packed but we were away terrible. We were kleptos. Well, we you know, go you got, in for an adventure, take, little, take like, something with us. Just like David Letterman's stuff, I've I've taken. I have his. Um, <laughs> late night sponges and yeah. like collapsible cups. I, I still have some of that stuff. It's upstairs. But anyway, going back to CBS. So Joker's Wild was uh, the syndicated version of Joker's Wild, sort of more like, more like a low budget thing. So I think their offices were sort of like low, low rent at CBS there. They had rented office space at CBS. So to get into our offices, you had to walk back behind the prop closet for The Price is Right. So in order to squeeze back to where the writers were, the, why was the, the researchers and the writers... I had to walk past the big uh, wheel. That from, was so fun from to see the, it. Uh, the yodeler, you know, all that, all the props from from prices right. Price right yep. were just right there. Uh, so I'd have to squeeze past by those every day. And like most people think, oh, I don't want to be stuck behind a closet. Like, oh, this was so awesome, it was so, unbelievable, the coolest thing ever. And then I was just a re- so a researcher, basically just. When when the writers write a question for the game show, the researcher looks it up to make sure that it's correct. And, you know, so these were like, you know, multiple choice kind of questions. And and I'd have to make sure the answers were all right. So you had a job, though. I was not working this time. Right. Yes. Where did I wind up? Do you remember? The Broadway selling towels. (laughs) Thank you. And I kept standing there thinking, um, okay, 
the most exciting thing was that Arsenio Hall's mother came in and told me she was Arsenio Hall's mother. And I was like, oh my God, I'm selling towels to Arsenio Hall's mother. That You've was made the, it. I've made it. That was the most exciting thing. And I remember thinking, I don't know what I am doing here because I was a radio talk show host in Cleveland and now I'm selling towels in a freaking department store. Believe me, that's how I felt when I had been on an, I would have been an <laughs> this anchor is, this at a is news how station. Are we still married because and then I'm it was a Kelly just, girl. We competed with each other and killed each other's careers. I'm convinced of it. But anyway, so you, you were working on Joker's Wild while I was selling towels. Yes. And my dream was to get on a soap opera. That's all I wanted to do was get on a soap opera. So I was just a researcher on the Joker's Wild, but then there was one day I came into work and the right one of the writers and the producer were having like a screaming fit at each other. I don't even know what that was all about. Some question must have been wrong. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. Right. What's the capital of uh, Romania? Like, oh, uh, yeah. But and luckily for you. So, so anyway, so that guy like stormed out, the writer stormed out. The producer came over to me and said, you're a researcher. I know you've got some background and some TV and stuff. You want to be a writer? Like, absolutely. Which sounds like it's not a big step up, but uh, that got me into the Writers Guild, which is very difficult to get into the WGA. Um, so I had to pay my we dues. I, we, I was we a writer. Yeah. I, then, then there's minimums that they must pay you. It's not like they can pay a researcher or anything. They, they're the writers. They have to pay a certain amount. Because um, our, so, our unions are so good that we would all work for pennies because we are artists and we love it. But our unions protect us so that we don't have to. So after so a short great. time, short time being in L.A., I'm we a were writer in the yep. Writers Guild and you were selling towels. I was but... selling towels and pissed off as usual because I think I spent half of our marriage pissed off um, that I wasn't doing enough. And um, but you got the luck and we, we were, I was thrilled because your money was good and we got out of spesh. That was the greatest thing ever. We got to a place with air conditioning. We sort of abandoned our little lease yeah. with Spesh after like I'm a month sorry, and a half Dwyer or two Brown, months. I'm sorry, Dwyer Brown, but we, we just had to go. The brown water in the shower was enough. We moved to a place in Hollywood right off Franklin below the observatory. A lot we could, of we could yelling see the people. Observatory people out had lots of fights. We were hearing fights all night long from the adjacent part, apartment building. But, but we, were, we, we thought we were, we we were making very it. cool. Yeah, we thought we were cool. But We always thought we were cool. You know, maybe we should talk about... <laughs> So you were selling, you were selling your towels to Arsenio Hall's mother, and I'm, you know, doing this where. So we're now on this juggling thing back and forth again. You know, I don't one know. One car. We only had one car. I just I remember the resentment that I felt when I had to quit jobs and and come to where yeah, you are. Yeah, I was pretty furious because I was trying to do. I was going to auditions. I was trying to find enough money to make headshots. I was trying to go to acting classes so I could make uh, networking and contacts. And it was a chore. It was a chore. And I kept thinking, I'm never going to make it. But I got into um, an acting class where I met a guy. His name was Rick Wagner. I've looked for him. I can't find him. And Rick Wagner and I were in a comedy class together. And he said to me, oh, my God, you're so funny. I want to be your agent someday. If I ever become an agent, I'm taking a course right now to become an agent. If that ever happens, I want to represent you. Sure enough, six months later, he's an agent and he's working at an agency that only booked soap opera stars. That was their specialty. And by that time, you and I had decided, I don't know what made us decide we were going to now try Orlando. No, no, that was you. You <laughs> wanted to try because you they were just building the the studio, the Universal Studios down there. And you were reading all this stuff because you thought you wanted to be, you couldn't be so far from the South. That was always your thing. Well, I needed to be able to drive you to know, my mother. I remember saying, <laughs> I am not, I don't want to go to Orlando. Orlando is not where anything Hollywood. is. And you're saying, but all these shows are going down there. And it turns out 
they did for a little out. while and then yeah. they didn't. But, um, but, but yeah, my mother was within driving distance. And so that was a big draw for me. I know, but Orlando. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So we were in Orlando because you were trying to convince me. I draw, I, I wanted convince to go you that there. This is not where we need to and be. And I got a phone call from Rick Wagner and he said, you have an audition in the morning for days of our lives. And it's a new principal part. It's not like a day player. And I was like, oh my God, what are we, what am I going to do? We had to leave. And so we literally got on a plane the next morning and I got, I got to my audition. He was so furious with me that I had left LA. I hadn't even told him I wasn't in town and I didn't want to blow it. And I wound up getting that part. Yep. And uh, Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television Radio Artists. I was in all the unions and all of a sudden speaking part and I was a principal player. And I was like, ah! my God. And by that time I had gotten a job on candid camera. I was the writer. So having been in the writer's guild, then that opened a lot of doors. So after Joker's wild ended, um, I went on to candid camera, which was hosted by Dom DeLuise. And so I wrote a bunch of stuff for Dom DeLuise. And then it was just me and a bunch of guys sitting in a room trying to come up with crazy ideas on, uh, you know, how to put people in weird situations. Like, but, but this is now the fork in the road. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What is about to happen? Probably messed us up. And shaped our lives in ways that we could not have imagined. Because once I found out my child was coming, my, my, I don't know what happened to my hormones. I was so done. I just wanted to sit home with the baby. Well, this was like the first time in a long time that we were both Both working. working, Decent money. In in Hollywood. Oh, we moved to Burbank into that super nice apartment with the rooftop deck. We finally were making it. We were actually doing well. And we had been married for five years. And we we were were in LA. We thought we were making it in Hollywood. And. And, and then all of a sudden we find out we're pregnant, which we've been trying and hoping for for a long time. Yeah, we thought we were thought, never oh, going to have a that's baby. That's great. We're, we're in L.A. We're, we're doing great. And, and UCLA Medical Center was here. Yeah. In fact, that's where we, you were yep, going. Yep. I was told I was pregnant at UCLA. You're positive and uh, your pregnancy is on the way. And I was super happy. But then I thought, my, my mom won't get to be a part of my pregnancy. Oh, no. This this recurring theme of Alabama <laughs> and my mother. never, ever, ever <laughs> went away, no matter we were in... You said you, it. You said it we to me, in LA, El Paso. We were, yeah. El Paso, we're driving. We're driving home because I have to have the baby in Alabama. And I remember the divorce words came out, can you just get over Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, when I'm done, I'm going home. I'm going to divorce your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. After, after we have our, our son. So, I mean, luckily we were, we were, you know, we were in that situation where we both were working. I was at Candy Camera. She was at Days of Our Lives doing our thing. And, you know, the way Hollywood works. And we works, had some money in the bank. Right. Like, it, that had never happened to us. Well, and the way Hollywood works is you work on a show for a while, then it ends or whatever, and then you get some residual money to live off but of. But you and, know and then, people and yeah, you and network. Yeah, and then you'll get something and, else. So, yeah. We were probably where we belonged because nothing had ever lasted very long. We just kept having to move. Now, all of a sudden, we were in Hollywood and we weren't going to have to move anymore. I know. I'd finally gotten you away from Alabama. We were in L.A. <laughs> we were doing well. And then but, become but pregnant. Mom. And we were ready to have our baby there in L.A. <laughs> but... um. I don't know. There was and some, I wanted him born in Alabama yeah, because which, I needed to have his birth certificate say Tuscaloosa on it. Which I I won't even go in. I won't I won't say anything because no, I know don't, you. No, don't because my family's many, listening. Many friends in Alabama. And Alabama is such a wonderful wonderful place. But um, yeah. So I don't know. It it was <laughs> that just through you. Yeah, I totally. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I still can't realize or understand why we had to have Brooks you in Alabama. I convinced you that we Alabama. would pack up our place, 
put everything into storage. I would leave days of our lives, which like nobody does that. And we would head to Alabama and nest to have the baby in Alabama. And you were devastated. Well, I've never seen you cry like a baby. Well, be, I <laughs> no, it was, I agreed to that part of like, okay, we're going to put everything in storage. We're going to have Brooks, if you have to have him in Alabama, and then we're going to move right back right after that. I was planning so on that, it. That was the thing. And, but then you know, the my, nesting my thing show, happened. My show had ended um, its run, and then you were, you know, getting... You know, here and there, they'd call you from days of our lives. Well, yeah, but, but I was pregnant. And so yeah, I, I really, I couldn't, my character wasn't pregnant. And yeah. so I, I wasn't really going to be working on days of our lives for a while. But so. And then I was put to bed because of the, the pregnancy was so dangerous. Then f five months in, I was put to bed. So I couldn't work anyway. So what happened after that? Well, I think we're going to use a later show to, to talk about. <laughs> What happened after that? The but, months in Alabama leading up to our son's birth. Yeah. Oh, those were fun months. Yeah, but <laughs> let's wrap this one up just talking about, you know, how, you know, we, we went through all this stuff together and somehow we pulled through it all, you know. How did with, that happen? I, I mean, now that sure. I look back, I know. <laughs> and I also think, like, I'm really sorry. Like, I just want to say how sorry I am that I needed my mother so badly that every time we got someplace and got set up, I needed to go home to her. I know. That was like a mess. I, I probably needed to go to a therapist because I think I really screwed us up. I, you're admitting that now. <laughs> it, it took it took this podcast in 35 years for her to admit like, that. Like, what that was I doing? Like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I really, I really love my mother. Well, she's gone now. So she's been gone three years and I'm glad. I'm actually glad that she, I mean, I had, what did I have? 15 people in the waiting room on Easter Eve when Brooks was born. And oh my gosh, it was wonderful. Her wedding party, my wedding party, a ton of people. It was 1 a.m. And they were all there. They were all there, but it was in <laughs> Alabama and it was an the whole birth was, oh my gosh, another story. 36 That's hours of why labor. why we only and, have one child. And uh, I had said, you know, how he tried to pull the Brooks's head off with a plunger <laughs> at one point. But uh, hey, that, that doctor wound up being a surgeon at the Cleveland Clinic. So he was pretty good. So they, they he sent him ass. off to Cleveland too, Total like, like us, right? <laughs> right. Where do, where do you send people? To God, Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but somehow we've, we've stuck it all out and, uh, you know, especially when then our son coming totally changed everything for, for both of us, which we'll go into in other ones. But, but it's, uh, it's amazing been, it's like so how great. we've got a full house of stuff and all, all of the things we've collected and tons of furniture. And we just like up and move every three or four months. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like it's just like, oh, we'll sleep here for three or four months. And then all the things that are on the wall, all the things that are in storage, all the things in the garage, everything has to come down. And we take three moving trucks. It's like, ah, we'll just move again. Yeah. Even though we, we had been in LA for three years, we still moved to three different We had three places. different apartments. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. Had, well, well, one of them was in the same building. Yes. Well, yeah. no, oh, then you have, if you count Spesh, that's four because oh we have one, four. two, and that one on Normandy. And, and how then long were we there? Spesh was like two months. But uh, no, I mean, how long? We, how we, long? We were in LA almost three years. And we had four addresses. Yes. Craziness. But two of them were in the same building. See, I, I think, like we've said, that we never had a chance to think of whether we liked each other or not because we uh, always on to the next thing. Yeah, but but and we, we knew we had a partner. But somehow we somehow we do, and we did, and and <laughs> yeah. uh, and everything miraculous. Yeah, but we have plenty more stories to tell. And how this old is, are we now? We're in our late fifties, and now, all and yes. our families that are all still living. Some of us never. Li some of them never lived long enough to see what the hell we actually ever did. Well, ha have we gotten to? 
to that point yet? No, we're still, and I think still our families this. are like, you're going, we were, we were, we were someplace else before. We just, we only lived here now a year. And our families were like, you're, you're moving back to LA. Why? And I don't know why. Because I've been trying to get you out here forever and <laughs> get away and from we, Alabama. We, we did. We came back out here five four, times. Well, yeah. This is at our least fifth, four times. No, this is our fifth time living in LA. Okay. I think maybe yeah. this should stick. Or either that or we're just too old and we can't pack anymore. <laughs> we have too much stuff now. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening to this one as we babbled on. But we'll go into much more uh, with a lot of craziness and more discussions on how we're still married. Yeah. And I think if you're a very determined person, you can figure out how you can stay still married, too. Yeah. I think it's determination. I'm not, I'm not sure that we're good role models for any of that. But, but I think uh, neither one of us ever wanted to be the one to give up. Well, of course not. No. <laughs> you ought to play Monopoly with yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to have everybody here. Yeah. We'll see you the next Tune time. Tune into our Patreon page. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.